Open your Bibles with me to the book of Zechariah. Zechariah chapter 3, verse 1. And he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuke thee, O Satan. Even the Lord that hath chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and stood before the angel. And he answered and spake unto him, Those that stood before him... And he, I'm sorry, verse 4. And he answered and spake unto those that stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. And unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thine iniquity to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee with change of raiment. And I said, Let them set a fair mitre upon his head. So they set a fair mitre upon his head, and they clothed him with garments. And the angel of the Lord stood by. And the angel of the Lord protested unto Joshua, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, If thou wilt walk in my ways, and if thou wilt keep my charge, then thou shalt also judge my house, and shalt also keep my courts, and I will give thee places to walk among these that stand by. Hear now, O Joshua the high priest, thou and thy fellows that sit before thee, for they are men wondered at. For behold, I will bring forth my servant, the branch. For behold, the stone that I have laid before Joshua, upon one stone shall be seven eyes. Behold, I will engrave the graving thereof, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will remove the iniquity of that land in one day. In that day, saith the Lord of hosts, shall ye call every man his neighbor under the vine and under the fig tree. All right, we're just going to focus on one part of this passage. Obviously, there's a lot more that we need to break down that we haven't gotten to yet. But I want to focus on one thing today, and that is the branch. The branch. Let's try to figure out what the Bible is talking about. So get your Bible, and we're going to search the Scriptures. And I think that this is going to be a really amazing thing from the Bible, what God has done for us in this. All right? So keep your place. Put your marker here in the book of Zechariah. And go with me to Isaiah chapter 11. The branch. Isaiah chapter 11. Look at verse 1. So there are six passages in the Old Testament that refer to Jesus Christ as the branch. The first two that we're going to look at are dealing with Jesus Christ as the Messiah. So Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 1. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. So this branch, this is identifying, you see that it's capitalized there again, that is Jesus Christ, the Messiah. This is speaking of his role as the Messiah. Now remember who the Messiah is. The Messiah is the anointed one of God who would come to lead the nation of Israel and sit on the throne of David. So when it says here in verse 1 that... And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse. Remember that Jesse is the father of David. So this will be a lineage that the Messiah will come from the line of David. So he'll be the Messiah. Go with me to Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 33. This is the other that identifies Jesus as the Messiah, the branch. Jeremiah 33. Look at verse 15. Jeremiah 33:15. Let's see if there are any key words or phrases in here that give us some timing of this passage. 
in those days. Does that help us? All right. In those days and at that time will I cause the branch of righteousness to grow up unto David, and he shall execute judgment and righteousness in the land. In those days shall Judah be saved, and Jerusalem shall dwell safely. And this is the name wherewith she shall be called the Lord our righteousness. So it's a wonderful thing. This branch is going to rise up, and that branch is Jesus Christ, the Messiah. And when's that going to happen? Those days. So at the end of the tribulation period, Jesus Christ is going to be established as the king. So we're going to see a couple of phrases that today, in those days, we've already seen that, and in that day. So that day is the day that Jesus Christ returns to establish His kingdom. Those days is the tribulation. Isn't it sad for people who read past those phrases all the time and they don't have any idea what they're reading? That's why I always try and point it out to you. These are keys that God is giving you to help you understand the Bible. So Jesus Christ, go back to Zechariah. Jesus Christ is the branch and... There are six places in the Old Testament, the two that we just looked at, Isaiah chapter 11, Jeremiah chapter 33. He is, the branch, is the Jewish Messiah. There are four other passages that I want us to look at this morning, and they correspond to something interesting that takes place in the New Testament. So look at Zechariah chapter 3 and verse 8. This is one of the other spots. Hear now, O Joshua, the high priest, thou and thy fellows that sit before thee, for they are men wondered at. For behold, I will bring forth my servant, the branch. I will bring forth my servant, the branch. So here in Zechariah, there are two different times that Jesus Christ is called the branch. And we're going to learn something about that in a minute. Before we do that, go with me to Jeremiah chapter 23. Jeremiah 23, look at verse 5. So we're going to learn four truths about the Messiah, about Jesus Christ, from where He is called the branch. All right? So Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 5. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord. So remember Galatians 4, 4. In the fullness of time, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under, made under the law. Right? Fullness of time. Look at what it says, verse 5. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king, is, is king capitalized there? And a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. So this is the kingdom. The, God has, there's only one day on God's calendar that has a smiley face next to it. How do you remember when Mark Trotter preached that here 20 years ago? That there's one day on God's calendar that has a smiley face. And that is the day that Jesus Christ sits on His throne, the throne of David, in Jerusalem, receiving the glory that He deserves. The Bible says all the holy prophets prophesied about that day. That's, God, that's the most important day on God's calendar. And it's when Jesus Christ is exalted as the King. It's interesting, we have four books that give us the life and ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. In Matthew, Jesus Christ is the king of the Jews. Here we see the branch of Jesse, the king of the Jews, being presented. Matthew presents Jesus Christ as the king of the Jews. Here the branch is presented as the king. Zechariah chapter 3 again. 
And look at verse 8. End of the verse. For behold, I will bring forth... What are those next two words? My servant, the branch. The Gospel of Mark presents Jesus Christ as the suffering servant. Do you see a pattern that we're going to follow here? The book of Matthew, Jesus Christ is the King of the Jews. In Jeremiah chapter 23, 5, Jesus Christ is the branch and the King. In the book of, Matthew, in the book of Mark, Jesus Christ is presented as the suffering servant. And here we have that Jesus Christ, the branch, is the servant. Go with me to Zechariah chapter 6. Look at verse 12. And speak unto him, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, Behold, what are the, what's the next two words? Behold the man whose name is, what? The branch. the branch. So what do you think, how do you think the Gospel of Luke presents Jesus Christ? The perfect man. Behold the man, the branch, Jesus Christ. Do you see that here in our text? Behold the man, whose name is the branch. So in Matthew, he's the king of the Jews. In Mark, he's the suffering servant. In Luke, he's the perfect man. Where do you think we're going to go next in the New Testament? It would be John. Now, so one person knows what I'm doing. You've caught up. All right, so go to Isaiah chapter 4. And obviously, each one of these could be preached and emphasized and expanded upon. So, Isaiah chapter 4, verse 2. Let's see if there's anything here that helps us to know when this is going to be. In that day, that help us to know when it's going to be? When Jesus Christ comes to establish His kingdom. In that day shall the branch of the Lord... Be beautiful and glorious, and the fruit of the earth shall be excellent and comely for them that are escaped of Israel. Them that are escaped, those are the, the third that are brought through the fire and live and call in the name of the Lord. The place is beautiful because he's destroyed it in the tribulation. But notice the part that here that is so important. He is the branch of the Lord. The branch of the Lord. He is the Son of God. What does the Gospel of John, how does the Gospel of John present Jesus Christ? As the Son of of God. So in Matthew, you have the king of the Jews. In Mark, you have the suffering servant. In Luke, you have the perfect man. And in John, you have the Son of God. And for each of those, in Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 2, you have, or I'm sorry, in Jeremiah chapter 23 and verse 5, you have the king of the Jews. Then we go to Zechariah chapter 3 and verse 8. He's the servant. Zechariah chapter 6, we have him being the perfect man. And then here in, John, in Isaiah, we have him being the Son of God. Now go back to the book of Zechariah, and I want to show you one other thing. It's an interesting thing. When we consider Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, those are the, the, the books of the Bible that God has given us to understand the life and ministry of Jesus Christ on the earth. There are some genealogies that take place. So the first is in Matthew where Jesus Christ is presented as King of the Jews. And that genealogy is careful to trace the lineage of Jesus through the line of David back to Abraham, the first Jew. And so with that, that lines up with Jesus Christ being the King of the Jews. In the book of Mark, there is no genealogy because who cares about the genealogy of a servant? 
That's not there. In the book of Luke, Jesus Christ is presented as the perfect man. And so you have the lineage that goes back to Luke 3.38, where it goes back to Adam, the son of God. The perfect man goes back to the first man, Adam, in his genealogy. Then we have in the Gospel of John, some people say there's no genealogy. That's because they miss it. Because the Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In John chapter 17, Jesus praying to His Father, He said, And now, O Father, restore now to me the glory which I had with Thee before the world was. The genealogy is that before there was anything, there was Jesus. And that's where Jesus Christ is the branch of the Lord. He is God Himself, but He is the Son of God. And God prepared a body for Him. So how, what do we learn about ourselves from this branch? How do we apply that? Because clearly that's all Old Testament pointing to the New Testament. Now remember what the synoptic Gospels are. They're Matthew, Mark, and Luke, not John. Matthew, Mark, and Luke. You can compare a lot of things in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. John is different because the Gospel of John was written. So Matthew is written to the Jewish mind. Mark is written to the Roman mind. Luke is written to the Greek mind, and John is written to the entire world. Matthew, Jesus is king of the Jews. Mark, he's the suffering servant. Luke, he's the perfect man. John, he is the son of God. It's interesting that for Matthew, Mark, and Luke, for the, most, for the, the majority of those books, you're still in the Old Testament because the New Testament doesn't begin until the death of Jesus Christ. And I don't want to spoil it for you if you haven't read them, but he dies at the end of the books. All right? But then, praise God, he doesn't stay there. He rises from the dead. But all of that takes place at the end of those books. The Gospel of John is different. The Gospel of John was written after the writings of the Apostle Paul. So as we've said before, remember that the Apostle Paul said, learn of me and the Lord give thee understanding in all things. So John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. We understand that very clearly because we know the writings of the Apostle Paul about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That information doesn't come in the other Gospels until after His death, burial, and resurrection. In the Gospel of John, it's in chapter 3. You all see the difference in that? It's in John chapter 3. John is different. So this idea of the branch, we're going to learn something different from the Gospel of John about the branch than we would from Matthew, Mark, or Luke. What did Jesus say in John chapter 15? I am the vine and you are the branches. What did He say in John chapter 1? He came into His own and His own received Him not. But to as many as received Him, to them gave He power to be called the sons of God. Do you know what we are? If we abide in the vine, that's Jesus. If we abide in Him, what do we become? Sons of God. We are now the branches. What are we supposed to do? What's a branch supposed to do? Bear fruit. We're supposed to bear fruit. And it's such a wonderful thing that this Messiah, the Jewish Messiah that's coming, He will come as King of the Jews. He has been our servant, but He will not be our servant again. We will serve Him. He is the perfect man. When He returns, He will rule and reign in that body, and that body will be perfect throughout all eternity. He is the perfect man. But not only is He the perfect man, but He is the Son of God. And if we will believe in Him, then we also will be called the sons 
of God. What does that mean? That means that we have an inheritance, that we become heirs and joint heirs together with Him. I'll hear Christian songs sometimes that talk about us being sons and daughters of God. No, we're sons of God. Why? Because it's the Son that inherits. And ladies, you have the same inheritance as any man in the body of Christ. We are one in Him. We are called sons. Isn't that wonderful? It's such an important thing for us to get. So that branch, He is the King of the Jews. He is the suffering servant. He is the perfect man and He is the Son of God. But when we believe Him, we become the sons of God. You know, Oprah Winfrey one time on her show, she said, who's Jesus? I am Jesus. No, you're not. There's one God. And one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. Amen? I don't become Jesus, but I sure can become a son of God. To many as received him, to them gave he the power to be called the sons of God. How many of you here, you're saved? Do you know that you're saved? Man, we're branches. We're in him. We're in the branch. It's wonderful. I love how specific the Bible is. You're the vine, I'm the vine, and you are the branches. He's the branch. We can become branches, but He's still the one. Amen? Amen? He is the one. He's the answer for everything. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank You for being our branch. Lord, thank You for the way that Your Bible, it all it, it's just this perfect, supernatural work that ties all of these truths together in one of Your titles, the branch.